0: Oh yeah, welcome back, PURDCast in the house. What's going on, Johnny?
1: Hey, not too much. Just uh, hanging out watching Parks and Rec like I usually do.
0: Exactly. (laughs) You know, classic lazy Sunday, watch a little Parks and Rec, talk a little Parks and Rec. Uh, I don't know, read and write about Parks and Rec. (laughs) You know, the uh, five R's as they apply to Parks and Rec.
1: Poop about Parks and Rec. Yeah. Hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, you might have lost me there. (laughs) Yeah. Take a shower. I just put some Parks and Rec on my phone. I just listen to it. So it's like all my friends are there with me in the shower. You know, uh, wait. No. No, no, no. That's not me. But uh, yeah, welcome back, everybody. It's the Perdcast. Uh, you know, we're still in the early stages of season two of Parks and Rec doing our chronological discussion. Uh, today we're talking about season two, episode three, Beauty Pageant. Um, synopsis of Beauty Pageant via. Netflix, Leslie looks forward to picking a new Miss Pawnee, but her opinions conflict with the other judges and learns that Andy has been living in the pit. Yep. Yep. So uh you know, it's a pretty straightforward episode. It's uh you know it's uh, not the uh not the best, not the worst. You know, it's uh the show's still finding its voice. It's got this you know it's got the beauty pageant, but uh you know, I don't know, it it sucks. I you know. I kind of wish that this were like some of the better ensemble comedies in you know television history, where they actually could push everybody together for like one plot. Like Mm. at this point in the show, like you know, like the best episodes of like you know Arrested Development or like you know the good episodes of Modern Family, they all end up in the same place. Yeah, this one I think suffers because one right off the bat. Uh, Ron is not in it. They announced that he is still recovering from his hernia surgery, which, you know, keeps with last week. So good for that. <laughs> but, uh, but then, too, they just keep jumping between the beauty pageant and the incredibly mundane uh, dinner between Ann and Mark, uh, which Andy interrupts by being discovered in the pit. And it's like, you know, if there was any way to somehow get all these people together at one place. You know, it, it could be, you know, be one of those classic episodes like the one, uh, the one in season three, the fight comes to mind where they all end up at the snake hole lounge and they're all just getting fucking trashed. You know, it's hilarious. <laughs> this one, you know, it's hilarious because it doesn't have to jump back and forth between like two different things. This one kind of suffers from, you know, not being able to focus fully on, you know, one setting or the other. Well, oh, yeah. So, that's, uh, that's my well, early analysis. End <laughs> of episode. <laughs> yeah, week. <exactly. laughs> Outro music, see you later, <laughs> podcast, three-minute record. <laughs> we did it, Johnny. We boiled a 21-minute show down to a three-minute synopsis. <laughs> Goodbye. But, uh, no, there's still, uh, still plenty to like in this episode. Um, and actually, real quick, another thing. Uh, this episode loses at least half a point right off the bat because it has the long intro as opposed to short intro. That just grinds my gears, but Uh-oh. whatever. Um,
1: <laughs> That'll forever be the thing like we will butt heads about because I love the long intro. Yeah, you I just love, the, love that love
0: triumphant it. music, and I do. You know, I, I'm uh, you know I am on the other side. Like just get to the fucking episode, people. You know, do we even need an intro? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> yes, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Leslie makes the announcement that she's going to be judging the Miss Pony pageant, which you know seems unusual because leslie is who in this town really like you know
1: she's yeah that is a good question as to why she's a judge at all
0: yeah like tom he it's you know he you know says that he has to call in all his favors to you know to become a judge on the pageant but leslie i, I got
1: i got a clip for uh tom calling in favors here yeah do it <laughs> I had to call in a few favors, but if you don't call in favors to look at women in bikinis and assign them numerical grades, what the hell do you call in favors for?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I love him. He's in the courtyard. It's like, well, I don't know, man, you know, tell that client, whatever. Tell him, tell him you already have an Asian judge. (laughs) All right, cool. See ya. You know, another, uh, another classic scumbag Tom back in action.
1: And then, uh, we got ahead of this a little, there's something that happened right before that clip. It's the first ever mention of the Glitter Factory.
0: Yes. You I, know, I, I love a, that.
1: I have a clip here.
0: April, whoever Miss Pawnee is is going to be the representative of womanhood in our town. And as a judge, let me assure you that this year's Miss Pawnee will be chosen for her talent and poise.
1: Whoa, the girls from Talent and Poise are going to be there?
0: What? Talent and Poise. It's a strip club by the VA
1: hospital. I have some meetings there.
0: Ugh, it's disgusting.
1: No. What's disgusting is the Glitter Factory. Do not go to the Glitter Factory.
0: <laughs> 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 oh yeah, it's funny too because you never go to Talent and Poise on the show, but you do eventually get Tom in the Glitter Factory. So yeah, I think maybe, later in the maybe... show,
1: the Glitter Factory becomes his favorite strip <clears throat> club.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm 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 wondering, you know, looking forward here. Obviously, you wouldn't know this just watching the show, you know, the first time. But like, you know. Does Tom find it, you know, find the glitter factory gross because he had some sort of falling out with the owners or a dancer at the glitter factory? No one knows. But later on, yes, he, you know, he loves the glitter factory. They go there at least once. So yeah, oh yeah, you yeah, know, and I love Town and Poise is a hilarious name for for a strip club, real or fake. <laughs> um, and the fact that it's by the VA hospital that ranks right up there in like, you know, scuzzy fucking strip club locations. And then he has you know?
1: meetings there for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, god. Cuz you know, probably cuz of the fucking like brunch buffet. You know, that's uh, you know, standard thing. You know, people didn't just go to, you know, Cafe Risqué just south of UF for the for the titties. They went for the all you can eat, you know, buffet. <laughs> What was the name
1: of the one outside St. Augustine? Was that Cafe Erotica?
0: Cafe Erotica, out (laughs) by the freeway. Why (laughs) do they
1: call them cafes? Because they have a fucking buffet.
0: (laughs) 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 You know, it's a place for a trucker to stop as they're going down, you know, I-75 or I-95 when they need to, you know, be able to pull over and take a shower and get a meal and also take in some of... St Augustine's fineness nineties strip you know, strippers. It's just oh yeah, you know, it's the place to be. I just I've Great literally place. never
1: thought about yeah. how both these places are called cafes until just yeah. now.
0: No, that's yeah, you know, that's all over the place. Any you know, it seems like any uh, any strip club that's out near the highway, it's a cafe. <laughs> you know. When when we were at my bachelor party, uh, you know, we went to uh places not near the highway, they weren't cafes. They had no they had no illusions of being cafes. They were just strip clubs. It was the gold club, and then I don't remember what the other one was. But one was, you know, if you remember being at my bachelor party, one was by the airport. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. The strip club by the airport is, you know, one of those descriptions. It's just like, <laughs> ah, no, I don't want to do that. Turned out, eh, it's not a bad club. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, strip club by the VA hospital right up there in terms of just like, ugh. <laughs> But yeah, so, um, and then, uh, let's see. So Tom calls in all his favors to be a judge on the thing, um, and then uh, Leslie runs into Dave at uh, City Hall and explains the history of yet another, uh, classic City Hall Pawnee highly inappropriate mural.
1: A lively fisting. A
0: lively fisting. (laughs) This used to be called a lively fisting, but they had to change it, you know, for obvious reasons <laughs> you know not the, they didn't change the mural you know the mural which is of a reverend punching a woman you know in right the, the gut, gut. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like a you know, reverend so-and-so and you know uh punching this lady a mother of a widowed mother of seven <laughs> and it's like what is the context of this <laughs> like, it's Pawnee one of those places where like if a woman's husband died back in the eighteen eighties, she was marked, you know, some kind of whore. Cause that would explain Pawnee's complicated history with feminism. Which we learn more about in this episode. Yeah. You know. That seems to be a theme. Misdirection uh of you know Oh, what was I trying to say? Just you know, they're not uh they're not the most progressive place when it comes to uh the feminism and people like Leslie. So it's uh yeah. I mean, is this, like, the most, like, this has got to be the most feminism-heavy ep- episode they've done so far, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, as such, I don't feel I, that we're gonna sure. necessarily...
1: I'm is, is it the first mention of Madeleine Albright?
0: Probably. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, you see the stuff. <laughs> you see the pictures in Leslie's office, but they don't, you know, they don't name-check all these ladies. So, you know, yeah, this must be the first first ever mention of Madeleine Albright. We need to start really working on our sound effect game for, like, you know... Oh, first this, first that. First Matt and Albright. Crucial. (laughs) yeah, And then, yeah, the portraits of, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi and Sandra Day O'Connor. I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head. Uh, I love at the end, you know, Dave's naming all these women and he points to Janet Reno and just kind of doesn't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has anything for Janet Reno. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so... uh, (laughs) You learn about the Lively Fisting mural, which I was also thinking could be weird given that that's the mural that Dave chose to just kind of be loitering near, like, waiting for Leslie. It's like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I was just uh, looking at the mural. It's like, oh, yeah, this one. Like, <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> but really, given all that we've seen of City Hall, all their murals are terrible. So there's really no place to go and stand and not seem creepy for enjoying those murals. But, uh yeah, so uh, Dave asks Leslie out. They kind of decide to go out, but then Dave can't identify who Madeline Albright is. <laughs> and so that causes Leslie to question their compatibility based on him not knowing who Madeline Albright is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, then we start cutting back and forth between the uh, the beauty pageant and, uh, you know, what's going on back at Anne's house. So, uh, you know, I don't know. The beauty pageant's pretty good. April decides to enter the beauty pageant because she hears that you can win $600, um, which, you know, later on is fucking hilariously revealed to not really be $600. So, <laughs> yeah. um, $600 is gift certificates to, like, what, a fence company and
1: something else? Uh,
0: yeah, I forgot the fir- the first thing, but yeah, the you know six hundred dollars uh, for that and a fence, and she's like, "What? This is for a fence?" <laughs> well, no, no, you can't get you can't buy a whole fence with it, but it will defray the cost considerably. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> but yeah, so they the uh, they go to the pageant. You meet the pageant judges. Um, you know Jessica Wicks, first appearance of Jessica Wicks. She would make yeah. reappearances on the show. She is Miss Pawnee, 1994, local celebrity. Um, You know, then you meet Ray Holstead of Ray's Sandwich Place, which, you know, that's the kind of guy that would be judging the Miss Pawnee pageant. Like, I don't know how they got Leslie for this, but like, you know, it's like, yeah, no, you would get the guy who has a famous local business like, you know, that guy. Yeah. Like over here in Tallahassee, it'd be like, you know, fucking Stevie B from Stevie B's Pizza. You know, sure. Why the fuck not? Yeah. yeah. And then you meet old man Charles Walliner, who is uh, apparently just some creep who uh, has judged every Miss Pawnee pageant for the last 30 years, and he claims that he made Jessica. <laughs> Which <laughs> just, I love the fucking just, you know, pan over to her when he says that. Like, you know, I made Jessica, and then pan to her, like, just defeated face. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um,. Yeah. So yeah, Leslie's
1: Liz, trying to give a talk about how they're going to judge, uh, you know, based on the inner, the soul, the content of the character of the, you know, uh, contestants. Right. And she turns to Tom to get Tom to agree with her, and this is where Tom says this amazing quote: "You don't believe me? Watch. 34C, 36B, 34B, 34D." 32A, how'd you get in here? (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're
0: perfect. Each and every one of you. God bless. (laughs) Uh, God. Just, you know, truly classic scumbag, Tom. Like, how does he have the ability to do that? And in what world would that impress women? (laughs) And not, like, severely creep them out?
1: To me, the the icing on the cake is the God bless. God bless. (laughs) That gets me every time.
0: Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, um yeah, Tom is in, you know, just classic form on this one just, you know, cuz he's ju- you know, he's right off the bat, you know, dismissing any notion of judging these women on anything else but their appearance and, you know, even their cup size. <laughs> and then, you know, like he's just immediately drawn in at, once the pageant starts by Trish, the hot one. <laughs> and then he's basically the one just telling everybody once they're actually, you know, discussing the judging, like, no, we're not even talking. It's the hot one. See ya. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's just a uh, classic, uh, awful, you know, kind of scumbag. uh pretty chauvinist Tom.
1: But I love when they do in the talent competition, and um, yes, she she's trolling a baton, but she's not even trolling it; she's just like yeah. thrusting it yeah. around yeah. Her. the bit <laughs>
0: For the, her talent is baton. And it's just yeah. her shaking her ass while holding a baton. It's like, my girl Trish got talent! <laughs> I
1: love uh, later when, um, what's her name, Susan, is playing the piano, like playing a beautiful Beethoven piece or whatever. Yes! And Tom says, like, I'm texting Trish to tell her how good she was
0: earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in, in Leslie's mind, this immediately becomes like a two-way race between Trish, the hot one, And Susan, the not as hot but incredibly, like, virtuous one. Well, let's
1: not count out, you know, April's still in the race, and I have a clip of April doing her talent. Uh, Oh, yes. (laughs) April announces she's going to do impressions. Perfect hi i'm natalie i love ritalin and have low self-esteem
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god that is uh, the creepy guy charles Warner who just finds that hilarious <laughs> that, that, love that Yeah, that's
1: the best part
0: that's the whole reason yeah. i cut that clip that's exactly like, why because you know fucking the just an oversized reaction that's the thing the the reactions in you know like on the part of the judges to everything in this uh, talent contest and just, you know, beauty pageant, they're outsized and ridiculous. Like they have a shot whenever Trish is first coming up to introduce herself. And, you know, in case you haven't picked up on it, Trish is the hot one. You know, she, uh, she just kind of comes up and she's got all the confidence. She's doing the, the waves and, you know, just, she's got her mouth wide open and, uh, fucking Ray from Ray Sandwich's place. There's a shot from behind him of him. Like, full blown, like clapping like fucking Donkey Kong or some shit. Like you know, he's so ecstatic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Uh let's just make it clear right off the bat. Like, yeah, this uh this whole feminism angle is not gonna play at this beauty pageant. <laughs> like, uh, it's gonna be the hot one. And uh yeah, so Leslie wants it to be Susan, like I said, the uh you know, the one who Like, graduated from college and volunteers at children's hospitals and plays the piano. But everybody else goes for Trish, the hot one who can't answer questions particularly well. Oh. Might might be a little racist towards immigrants. I have that clip. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, Go for it. (laughs) Trish, Alexis de Tocqueville called America the great experiment. What can we do as citizens to improve on that experiment? Uh
1: Um... Well, uh, I think that America is the land of the free, which is a wonderful thing, and also the brave, where people can live. And no one can ever take that away from you, and it never gives up. But the high birthing rate of immigrants frightens me. No offense to anyone out there, but if it were up to me and my family, I would actually call it our America. And not their America. Thank you. Okay.
0: Don't applaud that. She did, didn't answer my question. <laughs> I love, you know, that whole thing. Like, how does that get applause? That, you know, that went, went from obviously not answering the question at hand to, like, xenophobic and racist. You know, <laughs> the like, high birthing you rate know.
1: of immigrants
0: scares me. What? <laughs> Whoa. Like, you know... That would, uh, you know, even back then, I mean, Trish says in her introduction, she's been on YouTube, that would like go viral in the worst possible way for her, like, you know, the next day. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. And, uh, you know, not great on, uh, on their part for applauding that. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: And I love that before that, you know, Tom, Tom is the one that starts the quote question by just openly flirting with her.
0: <laughs> right. You know,
1: yeah. Uh, like, can just, I start with? I didn't realize that angels could fly so low. <laughs>
0: could fly so low. <laughs> uh, it's so good, and yeah, he's just you know, like I said, classic form. And yeah, they seem to be trying to go for like that. Uh, that Miss USA, like, wasn't there a famous chick who just like fucked the answer up at Miss USA and just couldn't like?
1: It was like, M- Miss Teen South Carolina said yeah. it at a Miss Teen USA pageant. Nice. Yeah. Miss teen South Carolina is forever. Like that phrase is burnt in my head for the rest of my life. <laughs> awesome. Cause yeah, cool. she gave that very bizarre, doesn't go anywhere answer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think they're trying to channel that a little bit with Trisha's response. Oh, there. most and, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Much like miss teen South Carolina's response went viral. You know, so, would, so too would Trisha's response, but, uh, but yeah, to no avail. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Going back a little bit, they, uh, they're doing the judging, and Tom holds up the uh, incredibly oversized uh, scorecard for the thing that Leslie has designed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I had to pause it because you know he starts announcing the things that are on the card. But if you pause and look, they're all right there. Um, it's pretty good, you know. And I don't know if there is a precise order of these, but you know, the score, the categories for scoring from left to right: teeth, <laughs> interior life knowledge of her story, <laughs> presentation intelligence fruitful gestures lack of ostentation je ne sais quoi, the naomi wolf factor voice modulation and miscellaneous <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, uh you know the la- the ones i don't get are fruitful gestures and lack of ostentation like how are you supposed to demonstrate that in <laughs> a beauty pageant that's makes like, them so good <laughs> And I had to look up, you know, the Naomi Wolf factor. They mentioned that. Uh, I didn't know who Naomi Wolf was. Uh, Any ideas?
1: I'll admit I didn't know who Naomi Wolf was either.
0: Yeah, Naomi Wolf uh, first came to prominence in 1991 as the author of The Beauty Myth, in which she postulated that beauty as a normative value is entirely socially constructed, and that the patriarchy determines the content of that construction with the goal of reproducing its own hegemony. She's a leading spokeswoman for the third wave of the feminist movement. Uh Uh Uh-huh. That has no place in a beauty pageant. (laughs) 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 So, uh, yeah, there's that. (laughs) That's so good. Good luck with the Naomi Wolf factor, and good luck judging somebody on that. But, like, yeah, it's just... uh, You see Leslie using the scorecard... And uh, I was wondering about it because, you know, there's uh, the one, like, senior citizen in, in the uh, in the pageant. And they have a clip I heard during the talent portion singing I Feel Love, which is <laughs> fucking great. Because as a former, you know, dork who listened to disco, I Feel Love is a classic. <laughs> but uh, Leslie's, like, bobbing her head and, like, putting points down. And Tom's just giving her a confused look. And I'm like, oh, you know, she was probably putting points in voice modulation. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Good points for uh, Denise Yermley on uh, being able to sing "I Feel Love." That is, by the way, that character's name. She reappears later on uh, on the uh, definitely on the telethon episode, where <laughs> one of Pawnee's most bookable like personalities, Denise Yermley, <laughs> she's just singing uh, "Sweet Dreams" by Eurythmics. So uh, apparently, this is what Denise Yermley does. She's an, an older woman who turns up and sings. So, you know, glad that she decided to enter the Miss Pawnee pageant. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh what you know, we're avoiding cutting away from the beauty pageant for obvious reasons 'cause uh you know, the B story in this one is just kind of a kind of a drag. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, it's got you a, know. it's
0: got a few good clips though. It's got a, it's got a little bit because you know Andy does turn up, but even Andy doesn't really save this one from being more than just kind of a boring distraction from the rest of the episode. Like, you know, Anne learn Anne has Mark over to fix her shower, uh, and then she's taking out her garbage and she sees Andy's head poking out out of the pit, and then you know her and Mark are eating dinner and Mark feels bad for Andy and says he should invite him in. So then they have an awkward dinner in which Andy's sitting on the couch being really fucking awkward. <laughs> and they're having dinner, you yeah. know. So, yeah, it's all right, but, uh, you know, like I said, if they could just get all these characters together, the show, you know, becomes gold.
1: Yeah. I love, but, though, I I pulled a clip from... Uh... When Anne is talking to Andy, upset about, like, how, you know, oh, this is your office that you work in, and oh, this Love must be that. that he
0: set up a fucking office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh.
1: And so, here's the clip.
0: Oh, I guess I guess it's the office you were telling me about that you go to work to every day. Excellent. Listen, are we going to talk about anything other than the lies that I told you? <laughs> 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 uh, it's so good, because he's just living in a tent in the pit, with a, and he's got a desk and a chair next to it. Like... Uh, you know, he's trying to not lie. He you know, he got an office job. His <laughs> office just happens to be uh some garbage in a pit. You know, yeah, I love her approaching him like he's hiding in his tent. She's <laughs> like, Andy, you in there? And he's not moving. She's like, I can see you through the screen, and it's like not. A, you know, you can literally see into the tent, and he's just holding still and laying his face like <laughs> flat on the ground. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, good try, but yeah. <laughs> Aye, so But yeah, so I mean, there's not much to really say about the uh you know Anne Mark Andy subplot. You know, like I said, Andy kinda of sits around and is, is awkward. I I, uh,
1: I actually really kind of enjoyed it, especially when he's um you know, eating dinner like Anne used to cook really good food. Oh, remember you used to cook food for me? Your memories. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it
0: you know, he has the, it's like I was just thinking about how you know a little while ago uh Mark you know we would we'd be having dinner like this, and Mark would be the stranger in the house
1: and now I am
0: <laughs> like, oh God,
1: and I do have um Andy finds out you know why Mark was there in the first place, yes, is Mark the guy
0: who's fixing your shower I don't know about you, Mark, but I've seen a ton of porn, and I know what fixing your shower means. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that is a fact. You know, I mean, if you watch porno with a plot, you know, that's a little, a little dated. Uh, don't even need plot anymore. No, no shower fix and just get right down to it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, Andy's Andy's pretty good. It's just kind of a kind of a weak situation to kind of toss those three characters into. Since you know, I don't know. There's like literally an event going on on the other side of town they could all attend and have fun at. Yeah. You know, Andy could be running security, and Mark and Anne could be trying to appreciate, you know, what Leslie's doing for the pageant, and then they could be all just hanging out at the after party, disagreeing with each other. But <laughs> nope, they went with the uh, fixing the shower angle. So as such, they separated the cast and it got a little boring. But uh, yeah, so um, the beauty pageant, they go to judge it, and Leslie is staunchly defending Susan, who really, you know, obviously they they had a lot of stuff they had to show, but they really didn't show Susan doing very much. They didn't show her answering any questions. They didn't show her doing anything, but, you know, they showed her introducing herself, and then they showed her playing the piano. But, like, you know, they didn't, you know, they would have benefited from showing, say, like some, you know, really virtuous and good answer to one of these questions, but they didn't. So it's more like they just position her as, like, the anti-Trish in this situation, and that's why Leslie goes for her. And it's, you know, it's kind of, kind of a weak, uh, kind of a weak stance that she's taking, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, again, I don't think the two of us are the guys who need to be discussing the feminist heavy episodes here. <laughs> yeah. This is not my territory.
1: I do. I love when they're, um, discussing, you know, who should, who they should, uh, award the Miss Pawnee to. Yes. And- the old Miss Pawnee says, like, well, oh, I thought she was very talented. It's like, oh, well, uh, okay, Jessica, what was your talent? Oh, I packed a suitcase. Packed a suitcase.
0: I love it. You know, uh, you know, Jessica Wicks turns up a lot, in, or a good bit in the series, and she's a pretty good adversary for Leslie because she's very successful and obviously has completely different ideas about what it means to be a successful woman in Pawnee. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Leslie, you know, implores them to, you know, look into their hearts and find, you know, and figure out whatever, who the who the winner was. Ray, from Ray Sandwich's Place, uh, does change his stance. He decides that Trish isn't very bright, which, you know, that's, I guess, a good start. But yeah. then, obviously, you know, Leslie gives her big speech. I love the hard cut to the uh, the announcer guy. It's the hot one, Trishianetta! <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they just keep calling her the hot one. <laughs> like, God. Uh, it's just such a such a bad look for the beauty pageant, but not you know not entirely surprising. And then yeah, um, Dave shows back up, I guess because he knew Leslie was gonna be there to kind of confront her about her being wishy washy about them going on a date. Uh, Tom is still pissed at Dave, which is pretty funny. Um, you know he uh, Tom gets all sarcastic and shit on him, which is you know I thought it was pretty funny. Cause it's just like oh yeah blah blah hey good to see you man you know is isn't John McClane. <laughs> it's like, what? Who's that? You know, from, you know, you know, Die Hard. And then Davis goes, The Battery? <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, like, I don't even want to, like, try and quote Louis C.K.'s lines on this show because he's just got the delivery that I can't match in yeah. any way. But, yeah, the timing on that. Just, yeah. John McClane, who's that? Die Hard. The Batteries? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just not, not a... Uh, Quick on the uptake or up on the pop culture. (laughs) But yeah, so Dave and Leslie decide to go on a date, but not before, you know, Leslie's kind of hesitant about it, but did you notice why she obviously goes for Dave?
1: Yeah, because she, uh, well, so I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch this episode. I just listened to it while cutting clips. Oh yeah. So I know he says, Hey, watch it, buddy. And if I remember right, it's because Trish bumps into him, but yes. Okay.
0: He bumps into Trish, the hot one, the antithesis of everything that Leslie stands for, and doesn't give her the time of day. Yeah. And then it cuts to Leslie just, like, kind of with a widening smile. And then, you know, next thing you know, she's, you know, confirmed that they should go out on a date. So, that's, uh, that's, you know, I guess a good enough reason. Like, you know, hey, you don't even care about this incredibly hot woman who's, you know, against everything that I stand for. All right, fine. You're <laughs> in. Let's go out for coffee or dinner or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, pretty good. And then, um, you know, any other stray observations about this one? The only one that I wanted well, to go back to was over at Anne and Mark's uh, thing. Mark rummaged through Anne's uh, medicine cabinet, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And then you know, asked, it's like, I also noticed uh, no toothpaste. Do you not use toothpaste? <laughs> and, you know, she doesn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have no idea if Anne brushes her teeth or not.
1: Yeah. So and far, then, most yeah.
0: evidence says no. <laughs> exactly, you know, based on the evidence put forth by the show, Anne doesn't brush her teeth. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, after they throw Andy out, you know, yep. they just they throw Andy out. And I was just thinking, wait, is is Mark gonna stay the night? Cause, uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, seems like it would be a weird thing to do after such an odd night of uh, sitting in the presence of your date's ex boyfriend.
1: Yeah, and so, so Andy then you know says like, hey, it's okay, babe, I'll be fine, and like walks away slowly in the rain. Yes. And then I, I pulled the clip of him reflecting on
0: the evening. Do it. That went really well. We had dinner. I got to see her. Oh, God, I was so tempted to look back at her. Was she looking? I had to walk so slow. Uh, a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That uh pretty well sums it up. You know, just uh, Andy's poor misguided ideas of- <laughs> What his effect is in this situation, but yeah. So I think we should wrap it up. Anything else on this one?
1: Um, we have the uh, stinger clip of uh, Tom, get, uh, trying to pick up girls at the beauty pageant.
0: That's the perfect way to wrap it up. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. You know, t- another one of Tom's you know lousy dating strategies: giving house keys to everybody that he meets. Um. Yeah. So uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at uh, Parks and Rec Pod. Follow me at Jay Gangster One Eight Seven. Follow Johnny at J.P. Regan, J. Yep, hit us with the clip, man.
1: If you guys like grilling, you wanna come over and use my grill, let me do you a favor. Take a key, just come by, grill up whatever you want. This is one of my favorite pickup strategies. I'm constantly giving one of my keys. This
0: is your house key? Yeah,
1: yeah, I just happen to have a spare. Just come by, go for a dip, whenever you want. So far, none of them have shown up. That's
0: a uh, very appealing offer, thank you. Matter of time. Hey, Craig. Hey, Tommy. Fifty more copies, please. You've got it. I have been robbed twice. (laughs) There you have it, everybody. (laughs) We'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) You know, I'm just saying, you know, he gave her a smooch in the last episode after, like, what would have been a pretty, you know, odd and you know, unusual first date. Uh, hold, please. Someone's knocking at my door.